Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. If you're a fan of the show, you know that the interviews I do are audio case studies. My guest and I do a deep dive into the process, metrics, and results of cold outreach campaigns. I've gotten incredible feedback about how helpful these episodes are, but there's a piece of the puzzle that doesn't get discussed enough, which is how you do one thing is how you do everything. Your mental, emotional, and physical health have an incredible impact on your business. Now look, before you click away, (laughs) I want you to seriously consider this for a moment and listen to this episode. Killian has a wealth of knowledge in this space, and I guarantee you that you will come away with a few gems that will improve your performance at work. Listen intently to his advice. I'll see you on the other side. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you are sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome Welcome to Outbound Outbound Metrics. Killian Markert is the CEO of Consistent Performance Mentoring. He helps busy business owners optimize their days and performance so that they can grow their business and still have enough time to not neglect other life areas or risk Burnout. Killian, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Are you ready to dive in? What's going on, Morgan? It's a pleasure to be here and 100% I am ready to dive in. Awesome. Happy to have you here. First off, let's do a a quick background just on how you got into this and a little bit more about how you help people. 100%. Yeah. We chatted about this uh, before the podcast and in a nutshell, basically, a lot of guys probably listening to this can resonate. I actually studied business myself. I worked at a big nine to five company, a nine to five job in a German company and um, multinational company, very well known. And I thought like, that's going to be it for me, right? I thought there's a lot of prestige, a lot of potential to make money, but inside it looked totally different. People were overworking themselves, like spending all day at work and It was scary a little bit. I saw people who were becoming a total wreck, right? And they had been doing that for 20, 30 or more years even. And for me, that was like, wow, money, luxury, that's all great. But I want to be able to still have life outside of work, right? Not neglect myself, not sacrifice my health. And that's really what got me started. It was really my turning point. And that's what really got me into, you know, training as a coach, uh, developing all these skills to help people with their health, their habits, their energy, and so forth. And 
that's what I'm good at and that's what I love doing. And now I have a, a coaching business where I help mainly business owners and entrepreneurs to grow their business the most efficient way possible by really dialing in their daily habits, their routines, their energy, their productivity so that they can do that without burning themselves out. Awesome. And I think this is incredibly important, which is why I'm glad that we connected on this because there's a lot of talk about, you know, strategy and tactics and, you know, principles within, you know, your business or your job, if you're in sales, no matter what you're doing, founder of a company, but there's not as much emphasis around that which is like how you manage your life, right? And how you handle your, the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of the demands that are being placed on you. I want to dig a little deeper on when people come to you for help, you know, what are these people experiencing specifically, maybe kind of like an avatar of a person that would come to you? Yeah, hundred percent. Typical avatar is someone, for example, who owns a, an agency or they own, own a SaaS business, right? And they come to me and they really are totally overworked. They're stressed. And what's happening is that they really start how it drains them. They start, they have the, this burnout signs approaching, like low energy, low drive, like stressed out. And it reflects in their day that they have trouble falling asleep, insomnia, the sleep is not good, they don't sleep enough, they wake up in the morning not fully recovered, during the day they're crashing, they can't keep up energy and focus levels. And it's like this literally this like frustrations with the whole situation right now, right? So it's a physical level in terms of energy, but it's also a mental draining that they are feeling. And this is the typical thing that's happening. And that's connected, of course, to their business being super stressful right now. But then once you dive deeper, what you realize is there's a few few issues at hand. Very often it's on the business side of things. It's a lack of proper outsourcing and proper delegation as well on the side of the business owner. So they're feeling responsible for everything, a bit micromanaging happening as well. And on the other side is also that they're sometimes also just super inefficient in the way they're doing things, right? They're getting distracted in the morning. The first thing they're doing is jumping into messages, getting distracted on social media. Sometimes social media is, of course, necessary for them, but getting distracted there, wasting time here and there. And then, of course, needing to catch up with that at the end of the day, working late into the evening, sleep is sacrificed, and then the vicious circle continues, right? So there's a few parts, moving parts to, to tackle, but that's the usual situation. Awesome. And so what would you say are like two or three biggest things that people not necessarily get wrong, but maybe pitfalls that they encounter when they come to you? Or like, what are two or three things that you see that are most prevalent in the people you work with? Yeah, that's a good one. And I would say a big one is definitely that people I haven't found a way to properly deal with the social media and technology. So uh, technology oh, yeah. is taking over a big part of their life. And that's in uh, during work, like during work hours, like distraction from the laptop, distractions from the phone while working, but even more so outside of work or where they sh should be outside of work. But let's say in the evenings, right? You're trying to relax, have a talk with your wife or partner or whatever, but the phone is still there and then email checking and then these yeah. newsfeed sprees and, and all these kind of things. So that's huge. That's A, costing a lot of time for everybody. Yeah. Waste of time. Plus number two is also mental, mental well-being and mental sanity is kind of sacrificed as well because we start comparing ourselves with others. Then in the end, 
oh, Facebook, but Facebook has turned into a business tool as well. In the evening, you get a reminder about work again. You start to compare yourself with others. You get unhappy. It perpetuates work thoughts again. This is a big one. This is a big one. And another thing I would say is that also people haven't really found a way to properly protect something that gives them energy, right? So I would say sleep is something which is very prevalent that people are struggling with, like not enough sleep, less than seven hours is very common. And then also the quality of sleep is, is not good. People waking up all the time, people having screens in their face and light on and so forth. These two, like lack of energy, lack of consistent, also taking care of your health, like proper exercise, proper nutrition, and everything intertwined with energy and social media and constant distractions. These are probably the biggest two. Wow. I want to dive into both those. So dealing with technology, right, that's huge. These apps, like you mentioned, Facebook, right, it's designed to keep us hooked into it, right, and keep us scrolling. So it's pretty tough to compete with this multi-billion dollar company that's you know trying to hook you in. So like, what are some things that people can do to like alleviate this issue? Yeah, first of all, there's probably different stages of battling this. And it depends what your level of awareness is right now. There's probably people out there who don't even know how, how dangerous it is, right? Sure. And with everything, once you get a really a deep understanding how dangerous it is and also how it is designed to hook you, it makes it also easier because it, it alienates you. It, it's like you're looking at it, wow, what are they doing? Kind of, you know, that's the first step. And what I recommend everybody to do is watch uh, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. If you haven't done so, watch that for sure. One of the best documentaries showing how Facebook works. And for us marketers and entrepreneurs, it's not everything super new, but it highlights it in a very nice way. That's the first thing. Once you have that awareness, you're like, damn, that's interesting. Like, wow, I haven't thought about it. Even for me, when I watched it, it was surprising, even though I've known a lot of things already. So first step, everybody listening, watch The Social Dilemma. Then second thing is, higher step is okay they're saying everybody says oh it's not good it's not good so what am i going to do about it now that i know it's not good and first thing is you want to implement a few rituals and rules into your day very easy rule that everybody can do is like no phone in the bedroom like that's for sure no phone in the bedroom like that has to be kind of a sacred place I see also even clients of mine, a lot of couples, they just have the phone in their hands in the evening and like there's no ritual, there's no real um, intimacy or anything. And this has to go out of the bedroom, right? Second step, what I always recommend for people is having a shutdown time. That's like a time in the evening where you say no more screens now. Let's say you go to bed at 10 or 11 and then one hour before that, you're going to have a time where you say, okay, that's shutdown time now. And the way to make this easy is to have a proper app locker, which you program to kick you out of all apps at that time. Then you don't have to think about it anymore. It happens automatically. And you're like, oh, damn, I've been scrolling. I'm glad this assistant kicked me out right now. It's time to get this thing away, sure. right? And this is super helpful. And then apart from that, having an app locker and then scheduling blocks when which kind of app is allowed during the day, right? Mm. For work, blocking out social media if you don't need it. And then in the evening, even blocking out email and things like that. And then really defining for yourself when I'm allowed to have access to what kind of apps, setting app timers and so on. So as you can see, 
it's all design of your technology and laptop, phone and so on, setting that up properly once. And then it's much easier to stick to that. And by the way, if anybody of you guys has any question on that, I can also share my phone setup. By the way, is that, can you, you want to see my home screen? Sure. Yeah. And I'll describe it for the listeners. So that's my home screen. There's nothing on there. <laughs> Don't yeah. lie. Oh, wait, thing. what is that? What is that? Is that the, <laughs> fo- the phone button? Yes. Yeah. That's the phone app. That's a Samsung phone, by the way. That's my home screen. Wow. And it's just the calming earth at night. Yeah. Right? Right. And basically, I removed everything. So you want to remove all the triggers that did happen. And then awesome. if I go on my second page, it's a bit difficult to see, but I have folders for different topics. Right. There's no like loose apps. Everything's in a folder. Exactly right. Everything is in a folder. And I can tell you what it is. We have here traveling, banking, communication, pictures. These are my work apps. Mm -hmm. And down there, I have the stuff I want to do more. Listening, meditation, reading, and fitness, which are like uh, podcasts, meditation apps, reading stuff like Kindle, and then fitness like yoga and my fitness bow and so on. What are the categories in the middle row? That's my work apps. I didn't give them a name because these are all my work apps. I have like here, these are my Google apps. And these are my calendar stuff and so on. So that's, I could name that if I wanted to, but I didn't because I know it. And then on third page is just one folder called L's. And L's. I put all the trash in there that I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> all the stuff that, that's, not, that's not valuable. I right? like that. Yeah. And then basically I have Facebook and Messenger on my phone. Mm-hmm. But the trick, what I did is I'm hiding it. So it's not here. The app exists on my phone, but there's no app icon. And what I need to do if I want it, I need to go here and I need to search for it. I need to intentionally Mm. type in Facebook Messenger, Instagram, right? If I want to use that, because of course I use it for my business, for marketing and so stuff, but I don't want it to take over and tell me when when I should use it. I should intentionally go ahead. And this is a big game changer because just the fact before that, before I had this set up, I had also some apps like the Facebook app there. And I thought like, yeah, I use it for business. It's fine, right? But just the fact that this thing is nice and blue and it's shiny and colorful triggers your brain to think, oh, let's type on it. Let's just do it. And then you get in these loops of like OCD and like, you know, like press, 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 press. And you don't even know what you're doing anymore. Right. (laughs) And so with this kind of setup, that really helps with that. And maybe that's helpful for your listeners. No, that's incredibly helpful because it's something that people can just set up essentially once, right? You may have to change things up a little bit as you go along, but once you do it, it's pretty much set up for the most part. And just, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. And you're also putting up uh, road, not necessarily roadblocks, but you're putting, you talk about intention, searching for it. Like it's harder for you to make that split second unconscious decision of like, ooh, what's this? And click, which can lead to so much time wasted, just switching from one task to the other and then spending time scrolling, like you're saying. Now I have a question, because I know you use Facebook for business and messenger. When you're in the app, when you're in Messenger responding to people who are interested in working with you or posting, like, do you have any rules around that? Or it's just you can do whatever in that block of time that you have for Facebook or Messenger? To be honest, I try to limit my Messenger app usage to a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. I try to do my business things on my laptop because there wow. I have a much easier way of 
blocking out time, of working in time blocks. The phone is just too much distraction concentrated on a tiny screen. Right. And like there's literally notifications, everything popping in. And on my laptop, it's more, it's like, you know, it's, it's, I'm a bit more in a work mode when, I, when I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. I just use my messenger app actually in case there's an important message I need to send or something like this. And then I go out of it again, right? So if I do answer, like if I do lead generation or something like that or answer questions for people interested, I do that mainly on my computer. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I also recommend for people. And then Facebook, if you use the app, for example, I use it only if I want to post something on the go, right? Or I want to do a, a live stream from my phone, things right. like that. That's what I would do. And to enforce that, I again have a setup of, blocking out these apps in the morning. So I don't mm-hmm. even get tempted to do it. And then also setting app timers so that in case you're something happens and you get loud, let down the spree, you're getting kicked out after 15 minutes. Wow. What are some of those apps that you use to do that or programs that you use to, you know, block apps or like what are some of those? Yeah. So first of all, Android and iOS have both. In the meantime, they both caught up on having kind of uh, inherent solutions for that, Mm -hmm. innate solutions. So for example, iOS has a downtime feature where you already can schedule like which apps are allowed at a certain schedule and also what apps have an app timer and so on. So you go for screen time in the settings and there's downtime Mm -hmm. and you can do that. Same thing for Samsung they or like Android, they have uh, called digital well-being. And what a cool thing is there, you can schedule also a focus mode. That's what I do each time in the morning, like that all these apps are blocked when I want to do proper work. And if you want to have a little bit more um, settings and things like that, you can, for example, go for things like Cold Turkey or Freedom or there's this few other, but Cold Turkey and Freedom are great um, options. They also have solutions for the laptop. Mm-hmm. And there's also a premium version, which has a little bit more strict mode for people who are super, super addicted. <laughs> and right, there's, there's different, different options. And they're really nice because you can really schedule blocking uh, slots. Yeah according to your schedule it's a really small investment a couple of bucks right for such an app Uh, but it's a huge time saver and well-being saver as well what is your shutdown time that you mentioned like when you're you're done (laughs) you're gonna smile (laughs) my shutdown time is 8 p.m i go to bed at 9 p.m uh which sounds sounds super early but i have to also say it's big it's simply because it's getting dark here super early. Mm. Um, in summer, I would have that a bit later. Right now, I live in Budapest, Hungary, and it's getting dark. We're in December right now, it's the time of this recording, and it's getting dark before 4 p.m. Wow. <laughs> and, I'm like, and, and, I, and I'm like, whoa, it's like five hours until 9 p.m. And my body's like, dude, at 9 p.m., I'm tired. Let's go to bed. You know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's because of that. But yeah, in summer, I would go to bed probably at like 10, 10.30ish, something like that. Okay. And um, that's why my shutdown time is like one hour before I go to bed. And then I have like a, a wind down routine, an evening routine, mm. consisting of a few things that help me to relax, get good sleep and be ready for the next day. Okay. Awesome. I want to use that as a segue into like that wind down routine as a segue into like protecting your energy and stuff like that. But any other big points on technology? Uh, Super fascinating. Anything else you want to mention there? I think once people make some good setup there and they know about the pitfalls of it and they really watch out for it, then one thing I want to challenge you guys, 
if you still have apps like Instagram or something on your phone and you still take care of like usage and so on, actively try to watch out for feature changes. I had this huge epiphany a few weeks ago. I still have Instagram because I sometimes use it for business and they changed an icon where, I don't know if, do you use Instagram still on your phone? Do you no, have not anymore. You don't. But they basically what happened is they had a search icon at the top and now they put it to the bottom, the unit find with the discover feature. So if you just want to look for someone to follow, you used to type in the name at the right. top and now you have to click at the bottom and then you click there and what happens is it pops up this huge news feed of, <laughs> hey, discover, that might be interesting for you. And it's 90% off the freaking page. Yeah. And it's like guys with six packs, girls doing squats and these right. things who are super <laughs> triggering you and you're clicking on it and you're like, oh, what was it about to do? What I was searching for? Right. And you're just starting to scroll. And I was like, these guys are doing all tricks to keep you on that freaking yes. app, right? So with that in mind, yes. uh, once you look out for that stuff, you're getting a little bit disgusted and then mm -hmm. you're actually also more motivated to make those changes. Wow, it is crazy. You notice feature changes, but you don't think about, usually you won't think about like why they're doing that, but yeah, it's all to keep you on the app um, mm -hmm. always. So that's a good point that people can keep in mind for sure down the line. So moving into energy and finding a way to protect your energy. Let's touch on there like we did with the tech. What are the big reasons people lack energy? And then we kind of go into explore those. Yeah, the biggest one is for sure that sleep is not good. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's like sleep is one of the most profound productivity and energy boosters. So if, if your sleep is good, everything else is much easier during the day. The, the one thing that people struggle with is, of course, again, technology disrupting the sleep, too much mm -hmm. light in the evening and too much distractions. And then, of course, also for especially for business, uh, a lot of guys still work in the evening and mm -hmm. doing emails and these kind of things in the evening. And two things, if you're someone who has like a lot of responsibilities, that, of course, is stress. And that, of course, is yeah. on your shoulders. Right. And like that shoots out adrenaline and your body really cannot wind down. And then also, again, what happens, your sleep is not deep enough because you're feeling I need to be in a fight or flight response all the time. And then, of course, you're not able to recover properly. Mm -hmm. So making sure that the work doesn't bleed into your wind down time in mm -hmm. the evening, that's super important. And one thing I recommend, guys, there is to have what I call also an end of work ritual which is something you can combine with planning tomorrow today, which is a key habit to say, okay, at the end of my workday, I plan the next day. And then when you have done that, what you're going to do is you say, okay, I do an end of work ritual, which is simply reviewing what has happened, what was good. And then of course, planning the next day. And then at the end of that, you're going to also say, yeah, I literally put the intention to let go of work now, right? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow is prepared. I put down everything maybe in a note file maybe in a to-do list for tomorrow so that's out of my head and then maybe a celebration playlist and you know some funny dance kind of to celebrate right. that work is over now and this is kind of doing that consciously helps you to say hey tomorrow is another day it's enough now like work is over and uh, this is super important to let go of work and then in the evening not be overthinking all the time and then sleep is disrupted, right? Apart from that, there's millions of other things to make sure that your sleep environment is properly set up, right. the right bedroom set up, the right mattress and things like that. 
that helps as well. Plus what we talked about the evening routine. So there's a lot of things to talk about. Awesome. Touching on sleep first, the bedroom setup. What are some ways we can change our environment to make that more beneficial for better sleep? For sure. First thing we mentioned, no technology in the bedroom, no laptop, no phone. Also no um, laptop and watching movies in bed. Don't do anything apart from sex and, um, and sleep in bed. Because your brain associates, for example, if you watch movies there, it's confused. This is sleep time now or what is this right now, right? So do that outside of the bedroom, right? Really reserve it for intimacy, sleep in, in the bedroom. The other thing is uh, room temperature. That should be not too cold, but more on the cool side. Uh, it shouldn't be too warm. Otherwise, it's, it might be um, detrimental for deep sleep. And the other thing is also darkness. So no LEDs or any kind of gadgets in there. And then also using blackout curtains or proper blinders to make sure it's as dark as possible. That also helps with that. And then apart from that, there's air quality, making sure it's there's enough good air, that you have some window that you can open. Um, some plants can help for sure with that as well. And then, of course, the whole mattress setup, which depends on your sleep position as well, where you need a different type of mattress. But these are a few things to get started with. Yeah. Somebody said about the LEDs made me think of this, but do those blue light blocker glasses work? Are those legit? Yeah, I personally, let me put it that way. So people don't hate on me. No, I don't care. I don't think you need blue light blockers. Okay. I don't think you need them because it depends. If they help you to, to start to have better light habits and take it more seriously, by all means, awesome stuff. Go ahead and do it. But if it becomes an excuse to keep working in the evening uh, because you're wearing your blue light bloggers, then don't do that. Right. Because the problem is, it's not only light that keeps you awake, it's also stress and stimulation through work, which keeps you awake. So that's one thing. And the other thing is simply that light intensity is a big role. So mm. not only the spectrum, but also intensity. If light is really bright and it's even filtered light, it's also not good for you. The most important thing is that you're dimming lights in the evening, step-by-step step, emulating kind of natural light habits. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, making sure if you have these really bright blue light things in the bathroom, in those old bathrooms, right, which are like sometimes not the best uh, kind of spectrums of light, try to avoid that and maybe get a different kind of lamp, like a Himalayan salt lamp, salt lamp right? You just kind of have this nice orange vibe. And that's pretty cool for relaxation. And then if you want to get a blue light blocker on top, go ahead, but it's not necessary. Okay. Awesome. I want to touch on exercise too. What's going on there? What are some things we should mm -hmm. think about? Yeah, there? first of all, first of all, you should exercise in the first place. And yeah, yeah, yeah. More more important, more important than what you do, it's it's the thing that you do it. And I think that's the biggest challenge for people, the consistency with things. They might be doing it every now and then, and then for a few weeks, they don't do it anymore. And then they say it's the time problem, right? I don't have time for that. Right. But it's an excuse because A, if something is important to you, you make time for it because Absolutely. you know what's going to happen if you don't do it. That's so key to think about. And the other thing is there's great apps out there who don't allow you any excuse anymore. Like who literally have great workouts, have like even high intensity, 10 minute workouts you right. can do in your lunch break, things like that. 
where you literally get a yoga mat, you can even put it in the office and then you do either a yoga session or you do like some high intensity workout on an app. Like that's what the phone is great for. It's such mm -hmm. a nice tool for apps, for health, for all these cool things. And that's what it should be used for. And so I recommend that you incorporate movement into your day more and more. Mm -hmm. And for example, an easy way is that you start to do some five or 10 minute movement into the morning routine. You don't have to do like some fancy one hour thing, but just, you know, get out of your bed. And instead of checking the phone, you have the phone already removed in some drawer or somewhere away. And you get up, you get some nice big glass of water with some lemon and some salt. And then boom, you do some five or 10 minute yoga session, some stretching, some short workout from an app or freestyle, whatever you like. And that already is super helpful. It gets the day started in a nice way. Then what I also recommend after lunch, super important to take a walk. A, in wintertime, that's the only time when you have light in the evening, they don't have light anymore. So get it during lunch or in the morning. B, after lunch, your blood sugar levels are high. So mm -hmm. that means when you walk, it helps you to downregulate and balance that out. So your afternoon crash is not that high. A lot uh -huh. of people, they eat and then, oh, I'm, damn, I'm getting sleepy. And then they'll sit down somewhere and they ooh, yes. and can't focus anymore. The best way to combat that is before you, that happens, you finish your food, you immediately stand up and you take a walk. Can be 10 minutes, can be 20 minutes, doesn't matter. And another great time is actually also if you do a longer workout in the gym, to do that after lunch actually because this is the mm. time where you might be losing focus and then do, do, doing the workout instead that's a great way so combination of movement 5k until to 10k steps per day walking more and more and then having a few sessions of exercise during the week a little bit more high intensive that's a great combo and that should also be doable for everybody awesome awesome so protecting your energy you talked about sleep end of work rituals, exercise, anything else there that sounds like the bulk of it? Yeah, it's for sure also nutrition, right? If you don't eat proper food and if you're only eating junk food, you will also have low energy in the afternoon. Again, same thing with your breakfast. And then not the only the immediate effects, it's also what people underestimate is deficiencies, right? Deficiencies in minerals, deficiencies in important vitamins, which especially in wintertime, right? They weaken your immune system and they weaken also your focus levels. So there's a lot of things to look into. And very common deficiencies are magnesium, iron, zinc, selenium, all these kinds of minerals. And most people, they would now go ahead. Okay, what, what supplement do you recommend then? That's then exactly I say, what I was about to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, I got you, That's man. exactly <laughs> what I was about to ask you. <laughs> and then I say, supplements, yes. First supplement, eat two Brazil nuts per day. Brazil nuts are oh, yeah. um, the highest source of selenium. And the cool thing about food is our body is used to processing that. And if something comes out of a factory, the body's like, hey, what's that? That's synthetic. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. And it's like much more difficult to process it, actually. It's less bioavailable to us than something coming from food. So you should always prefer that. Always mm -hmm. look to incorporate more foods into your diet that contain the stuff you need. Brazil nuts, super easy, two per day, super delicious, having covering all your selenium needs already. Second thing, this is a thing for uh, zinc, for example, 
depends of course on your diet if you are eating meat or not of course in meat there's more zinc and these kind of minerals but even if you're vegan or vegetarian you can go ahead and use um, for example pumpkin seeds mm. and these kind of things the easiest way to cover all that stuff is actually to every now and then every few days make a green smoothie and my best recommendation for that is you combine a few awesome fruits like get a few like berries like blueberries black currant some raspberries whatever combine that maybe an apple a banana just for the taste and the other thing you throw in a few cool healthy things like chia seeds pumpkin seeds what's really cool of course is broccoli brussels sprouts because they're super healthy and they have awesome awesome uh, substances and if you don't like them and then combining them in the smoothie and you don't really taste it because of the fruits that's pretty awesome and you combine that stuff throw it together blend it you can drink it at work you can have it as a lunch or breakfast or whatever and that's also a super easy way no excuse way your own homemade smoothie um, super healthy covering all your nutrients and that leaves you without deficiencies awesome awesome yeah, I, that's so funny. I was about to ask, what's the pill? What's the supplement? What could I take to fix it? Should we take, talk about supplements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think... I mean, for supplements, there's, of course, a few supplements which are actually helpful because you can try to get everything from foods, but some of it is just too, di too difficult. And one example is vitamin D3, especially in winter times, right? Especially in the Northern Hemisphere. People like guys, Northern America, uh, Northern Europe, Western Northern Europe, kind of these things where the sun in winter is just, it's not, not enough, not enough light. And in that case, um, you should supplement with that. And a lot of people are having low levels of that in their blood. Of course, check your blood first and these kind of things if you're having deficiencies. But in winter, it's actually recommended to supplement. And so this is something I would recommend because otherwise you need to eat algae, and, and things like that yeah. from the ocean to get some vitamin D, but that's not practical. So vitamin D and the other thing that might be helpful, of course, depends a bit on your diet. Again, if you're vegan, then B12 and these kind of things for sure. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, like there's a few optional things which are nice, like fish oil, but okay. fish oil, you can also simply get from eating a lot of sardines and some salmon, wild salmon. Mm -hmm. I would recommend eating more sardines, which are great because they don't have so many toxins in there because they're small, uh, low in the food chain. They're very small, but still have some healthy fats. And uh, the other thing is what you could look into is creatine, especially okay. if you're if you don't eat plenty of red meat every freaking day. And yeah. then it's actually interesting to supplement creatine, especially if you're also doing strength training it or endurance sports, things like that. It's one of the most well-researched supplements. You can actually also eat it every day. Doesn't matter. Three grams around that uh, creatine helps also with sport performance and so forth. But these things are, are super helpful, not necessary again, but helpful. So this is something to look into. Cool. Cool. So a lot of information, a lot of phenomenal information. How do you stay organized with all this stuff and keep, stay consistent? Like, do you write things down? How do you organize it all? Building routines and habits. That's the key. I need to make sure that my day has some organization in it um, that I can stick to, right? It, it comes back down to having a proper day structure, which helps me to not need to remember all of these things, right? So for example, in the morning, I have a morning routine. And then all these things we talked about, the short workout, 
all of that happens, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing in the after, in the in the evening with the wind down routine and so forth. And how does it just happen? Well, there's one secret, and that's the secret which makes a huge difference. It's the idea of instead of relying on willpower, mm -hmm. it's designing your environment. Mm. A lot of people say, wow, willpower is the tool of the masters. Have more willpower. Right. Just do it. Motivate yourself. And I'm like, right. no, it's not working. It's mm -hmm. not working, everybody. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do instead, you want to make your environment working in your favor. And typical example is the kitchen. You walk into your kitchen. Is the kitchen prompting you to eat cookies and unhealthy stuff in your fridge? Or is there maybe a fruit bowl and you see your blender and you're like, hey, let's make a good smoothie. Super easy. You don't have to think about it anymore. Same thing. You saw my phone. Do mm -hmm. I need willpower to do good apps and be focused there? No, I don't because no. the phone is set up for easy focus. And then same thing with my stretching. You should see my living room. I walk in there <laughs> and there is like this kind of gym floor, which is padded floor where I just lay down there and do my rollout and do my stretching and my yoga, right? Mm -hmm. It's so easy. And there's like some massage uh, balls and tools there. That's what you need. You need to walk in there and the habits and the things you know you should be doing, they need to be the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And once, once you set that up step-by-step step once, of course, I help my clients in my program to do that because guys are overwhelmed that's probably the biggest challenge overwhelmed by all everything they should do right. but once you do something step by step and you adapt the environment you adapt the office you adapt their their home and so on everything will be much easier because your brain can save energy and just follow a routine and then everything goes from there awesome i have two big questions left to ask if your responses don't spur any follow-ups because they definitely do but i'd like to know I want to like kind of like a before and after as much as you can share, right? I don't expect you to share anybody's names or anything like that, but can you tell me of a, you know, someone you've worked with and the kind of like what they were experiencing before and then what that led to their success physically and all that, but also business-wise? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Best example uh, has become a good friend of mine. I can also say his name. His name is Nicholas. He's a guy from Germany. And they're actually, it's a good example because it's not a typical business owner. So they're owning a dating business, right? They're helping guys who are in the 30 to 40s find their perfect partner, right? So literally engineers and so on who have never been in touch with women a lot, they help them find their partner, right? And they do sure. they, they do basically consulting on how to get dates and so on and help them basically, especially for entrepreneurs and business owners to find a partner um, in their life without neglecting their business, right? And so his situation was he struggled with sleep he had insomnia because he was so stressed out. He had a lot of things on his plate to work on. He worked late in the evening. He dealt with pain, especially neck pain, mm. coming from stress, but also from bad posture while working. So okay. he had crucial neck pain, headaches because of that, mood swings. His team was noticing his bad moods because of that ups and downs and so on. And he also get, was starting to gain weight. He was not hitting the gym, exercise not consistent, nutrition not consistent. And also he was distracted during the day because of all of that, of course. And we have implemented these fixes, most of that what we talked about right now in the show. And he told that in the, this is not my words, right? He said that in the testimonial that the headaches are gone. 
Mm. His sleep is much better. He feels he wakes up recovered. Mm -hmm. He is having much better energy levels and mood. And the people in his team are noticing it, right? The members like he's a much better leader. The vibe in the team is much better. Sure. His girlfriend is noticing it. And then, of course, in their in their business, they're crushing it right now. Like that, he get gained a lot of clarity. That's also important. Uh. That once you get rid of all of these pains and aches that are of the stress that is plaguing you, you suddenly have more mental energy for actually creativity and strategic things in your business. And yeah, they've been growing their business from like a, a six figure business. Now they're doing seven figures. Like they've been growing a lot lately. So yeah, super happy with that. And when you have someone who is just also super driven and he is realized he wants to make a change in his life and you use these kind of best practice and you combine that, then you see something like this. Awesome. Awesome. Last big question I want to ask. So what is your perfect work day in terms of like times, time blocking, what you're eating? Like, what does that look like? That's a big question. And <laughs> I can talk about that in very much detail. I'll try to summarize it as much as possible in the macro steps. Mm -hmm. The macro steps are like this. You wake up, no phone, you have a morning routine, you do hydration first, you do a quick workout, you make sure that you're putting your things on like maybe a bit of journaling, a little bit of meditation to make sure you start the day in the right space. Then my clients, they have a daily dashboard where they track also their most important thing for the day. They track their start of work time, those most important things. And mm -hmm. then you directly get started with a deep work block, which mm -hmm. is a block, which is task that is important, but not necessarily urgent. Right, okay. things that grow your business, SOPs, these kind of things, that shouldn't involve communication. You shouldn't jump into Slack or any messaging app directly. So you do this deep work block, one and a half hours. That's a great tool. Three Pomodoros, one and a half hours. After that, you have two focus blocks before lunch, mm -hmm. where you dive into tasks which are important and urgent. That can be client work, Slack work, team updates, these kind of things. Important, urgent, lead generation. You split that up into those two blocks can be, again, depending on when you uh, start work, two hours each or one and a half hours each. So you're working around four and a half hours before lunch. That's mm. when you wake up relatively early, that's doable. You can also just say three or four hours. Um, but this is more deep work and there shouldn't be any calls in there. If you need to have a call before lunch, I would say do it at 11 a.m. And then at 12, you have lunch. But protect that time from 8 to 11 for deep work, okay? okay? Then afternoon, you have your lunch, you do your walk, you do some short exercise, or you can also have a power nap to recharge a little bit. And then you come back into your afternoon block where you then have either calls lined up, which can be sales calls, which can be team calls or kind of client calls, anything related to that. And then the rest you schedule shallow work, which is again, you do two work blocks, for example, of one hour each or two hours each, and you schedule that and you tasks like email processing, at least like maybe some social media, Facebook group tasks. There's more where you don't need so much focus, right? Which you can batch in that time. So those more administrative tasks, which are not so creative or not don't require so much focus. You schedule them, you have your calls, and then you have your end of work ritual, plan tomorrow, today, end of work, boom, and then you either go to the gym or you had your gym before. And then after that, you have time for yourself. You should have time for either having some hobby in your life, 
do, meeting like now is COVID, I know, but like either meeting some friends, going out for something or uh, being there with your wife or whatever, your kids, whatever you have, of course, spending some time outside of work, maybe even time for doing a course or reading something that you enjoy. And then, of course, you have dinner and so forth. Make sure dinner is not too late to not in, uh, impact sleep. And then evening routine, fun time, some wind down time with the wife or whatever, watch a movie, whatever helps you to recharge. And then you have an evening routine that helps you to wind down to get good sleep, maybe listening to some audiobook or something. And then boom, you go to sleep. Awesome, man. On the weekend, do you just kind of do whatever or is it similar? I, on the weekend, basically on Saturday, I do a little bit of planning stuff. I do my weekly review on Saturday. So I do kind of work half the day on Saturday mm-hmm. and then Sunday is completely off and half of the Saturday day is off, which I then reserve for tasks like going into nature, taking some trips, doing like if COVID allows it, doing going to restaurants, sure. right? Do date night with my girlfriend or meet, going to like some nature trip with some friends or stuff like that. I think that's important trying to seek out nature because that helps you to unwind and let go of work. Awesome, man. I love it. Everyone listening, go on Facebook, Facebook groups, check out high performing business owners. I'll put a link in the description. It's Killian's group. You can get a lot of this great information uh, that he has in the group. That's on Facebook, high performing business owners. Killian, pleasure to have you on. Morgan, it was a pleasure. And thanks for having me. Awesome. Take it easy. One of the big takeaways I took from speaking to Killian is something that he mentioned to me before we started recording, which is that inconsistencies in your personal life will reflect in business. If you want to build a better business or perform better at your job, you have to improve yourself first. Let that sink in and think about how you can optimize habits in your personal life so you can excel in your work life. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.